So this will be a simultaneous translation, so you may hear some Thai audio in the background. So we'll make our minds peaceful in samadhi. So when we have virtue, the benefit of virtue is samadhi, peacefulness is the benefit. So samadhi that's well established in the mind has wisdom as its result. It's the large result or great result. So wisdom that is in the mind gives the result of destroying the kilesas, the defilements, destroying the outflows, the asawas, that which defiles the mind, these asawas, outflows, which have trained the mind for a long time, these kilesas in the mind, have affected and trained the mind for a long time. So in the beginning we have virtue, bowing to the shrine and the monks, undertaking the precepts and the ceremony we did. So doing virtue, it's not easy to do. So usually we have virtue. Someone criticizes us, speaks harshly to us. It can be difficult to do virtue. We want to return the insult, makes our mind low and sad. So in terms of this, people aren't able to control their moods. They want to harm each other. Sometimes they hit each other or slam the door. Or people take up weapons like guns and shoot each other. So this is not having virtue. It's these moods of like anger, aversion coming up in the mind and people can yell or slam the door this is the anger the dosa arising and even to the level of killing or hurting the lives of others so it's the drawback of the chaotic mind. So we need to have patient endurance in the mind to endure with these moods. So we need patient endurance in order to have virtue. And then if someone hits, hits us, hurts us, we feel like we can't endure that and people want to kill that person. So we have to think the great bandits in the time of the Buddha there were 500 bandits. And so we may have heard this story, this great number of bandits, 500. They were going into a village. So this is something that would happen sometimes. So there was one bandit who liked to kill. The villagers ran away to the monastery and wanted the monks to help them. And then the monks, how could they help? Well, they asked the bandits to take the five precepts. 
So even if someone comes to kill you, then you don't return that. You have the precepts. So in the end, the people were killed, but their minds had virtue, were killed by the bandits, but they were reborn in heaven. But this, so this merit gave result first. So we can compare it to one who has little strength and they're at a, a doorway. But even though they're weaker, since they're in the doorway, they go first. But the one who's stronger, who's inside, can't go out yet. So it's like the bandit who could undertake the precepts and go to heaven based on the merit of the precepts. But his evil karma of being a bandit would give fruit later. But the merit of heaven gave fruit first. So we see virtue in terms of the normal level. It gives us ease of heart. People come criticize us, then it can be difficult. They hit us, it's even more difficult. If they come kill us, then it's even more difficult. So we see in the present, people just speak critical words and people already want to return in anger. So we see a society without virtue, it's difficult. So don't speak critically, don't speak harshly. Even a single mean word can lead to hurt feelings and a wish to harm another. So. We see that virtue leads to peacefulness, to samadhi, no ill will, no harming others, patiently enduring. In terms of our lives, we're born and we meet with these things. We meet with praise and blame, people who harm us or help us. So in society, we, we meet with these things. Even in a society where people are intent on virtue, they can lose mindfulness sometimes. And sometimes monks, a senior monk, are walking when he was one who had a, or there was one monk who had a little bit of a, of a royal title and spoke harshly to another monk had a, a title, a kind of ecclesiastical title, but carried himself like a big person, like an important person, spoke down to others. So the speech was, could even be a harsh speech. And then there's these different kinds of unskillful speech, like harsh or mean speech. We see in the online world, in the modern day, people have a lot of uh, comparing to one another, can be criticizing. But we're ones who seek peacefulness, seeking brightness, seeking Buddha in our hearts.
So therefore we need to have effort to have mindfulness, to patiently endure. Endurance, patient endurance is not easy, this quality of kanti. Some people, they feel senior to others and they carry themselves with importance. The present day world can be like that. Carrying oneself with importance, with uh, conceit and holding on to views. We call this the fetters that bind the heart down, having me in mind, thinking I'm better, I'm higher, speaking down to others. There's a lot of this in the world. So the karma to be born in a low place is this exact karma. To be born in a high position in society, this person has built the karma of being humble and being able to lower oneself respectfully to the Buddha, Dhamma, Sangha, to elders. So one who has gratitude to parents and so on. So this is being humble, gentle, speaking well, they prosper due to that karma, internally and externally prosper. In terms of the heart, it's important. So for ourselves, we train, practice to go against these habits of mind, these unskillful habits, to meet with the true mind, which is letting go. The teachings of the Buddha teach that all is anicca, dukkha, anatta, to let go with wisdom in order to abandon drunkenness, in order for Nibbāna to arise, in order to cut the root of defilement, of greed, aversion and delusion, not to be heedful, not to be drunk, not to be intoxicated. So when we train like this, then our minds go above the world, lokutara, beyond the world. Lokutara, is this possible? This very mind that we take as ours, we train it. We train it to see the Dhamma, to understand the Dhamma. If we don't train, our eye sees a form, we take it as self. Our ear hears sounds all day, all night. We take it all as self, all the time. The smell, taste, bodily touch. We take it all as self ever since we're born until we age, sicken and die. We take it all as self all the way till death. We just don't know, we're lost. So one's lost in the world means to be lost in sense impressions, lost in moods. So we have to be one who's not lost in the world. We see, have we seen lost people? Like they're drunk, intoxicated. It's too much. So training, we have dana, sila, in order to abandon intoxication in terms of wealth, intoxication with wealth, intoxication 
with authority, position, we have to be careful of this. Because why? Because this body has the condition the same as all other bodies to age, sicken and die. It's all the same, whether you have a lot or a little. If you have a lot, you give up a lot. If you have a little, you give up a little when you die. So we can't take anything with us. We have to take our merit and parami with us to build merit and parami. We have to train. So we train in bowing, being respectful, doing respectful gestures. It's a great amount of merit that we train in our meditation object as well. It's not easy to do that. But when we train, the mind starts to become peaceful. It's a miracle that arises. We see all the things that we see, all things in nature, they all degrade, they all pass away. We see it with our mind's eye, knowledge and insight arises. Right here at this point is where faith arises firmly in the Buddha Sasana. But in the beginning, we have faith already. We strive and practice, we do it with sincerity. We want to see the Dhamma. We want to be a Sotapanna. So Sotapanna, what that means is to abandon wrong view. To abandon wrong view. It's one who abandons wrong view is the stream enter, the one who has right view. It's not one who gets anything in terms of the world. It's one who abandons views that are incorrect. That's a sotapanna. It's a prasotapanna, meaning a exalted or noble stream enter. So we have to establish ourselves in virtue well, to be exalted in terms of virtue and for our minds to be born into the human world. So moods come in, sense impressions come in, and the mind falls from the state of being a human. The mind becomes low. The mind wants to fight, wants to argue, wants to fight back. The mind's not peaceful or happy. That's the mind that's fallen from the state of a human. Greed, aversion, delusion have arisen. So be careful with this. So we come to study and sila and samadhi, wisdom. So we study these three aspects. We make effort, we persevere, set our hearts on it. So we have the bringing the heart to contemplate with wisdom Yoni so Manisakara, seek cause and effect with wisdom. So this the Buddha taught it's not ours. Why do we take it as ours? We contemplate, we listen, we see, oh it's not self, we think it's not self. But when we sit like this, all the monks and laity, we don't want death. So, if we see, if we don't have the breath, can our body survive? If there's no air, we would all die. All the monks, all the lady would all die. 
So we see that the body's able to be here because of the breath, because of oxygen. So the oxygen comes in, goes into the bloodstream, nourishes the blood cells, and then it comes out as the out-breath. That's able, no matter who one is in the world, no matter what position, we're all the same in this way. We need oxygen. So that which is of value is this very breath of ours. If our breath ends, then it, everything we have in the world degrades and passes away. Whatever we have is no value anymore. So we have good fortune that the humans these days don't have to buy oxygen. But later, if the humans develop a lot, the world develops a lot, the world's chaotic, there's not much oxygen. People might have to carry oxygen tanks around with them everywhere they go. So do you see? If you don't have water, no food for many days, you can still live. If you don't have water for many days, then you can't live. But even for the breath, just a little bit of time. So contemplate like this and ask, well, why do I take it as a self? I can't, I can't control it at all. It's something that can't be controlled. Something that can't be controlled, is it suitable to take that as self? The Buddha asked the five ascetics this question. Rupa is impermanent, correct? And the five ascetics answered that whatever is suffering has the nature to change, that thing, should it be taken as self? The Buddha asked. The five ascetics, they answered, answered the Buddha that one shouldn't Rupa, Vedana, Sankara, Sanya, Vijnana, the five aggregates. So these five ascetics, they had great samadhi already, deep jhana, but they listened to the Dhamma of the Buddha. They weren't in jhana at that time. They were contemplating with Yoniso, Manisakara. Their minds gathered and they were able to attain to arahantship. In the beginning, they were Sotapanna's first. They listened to the Dhamma the second time, they realized arahantship. Is this possible? So one who's built a lot of parami, it is possible. Just like for ourselves, if we're really good at computer science, or good with computers, we're very proficient, we're really excellent at it. We could be the best in the world. We're very quick very skilled, but we don't use it for a long time, don't use computers for a while. But then later we use it again, in no long time, we're able to use it, we're good at it. We have this knowledge and excellence to the same degree as before. So this is past training, or it's like we're good at driving cars, we haven't driven for a long time, like 20 years, and we take a break from driving, we come back to it, no long time, we're good at it. So the five ascetics were just like this. They had done a lot already. So this building of parami, 
is a great merit, a merit that's built in the past, built up from the past. This training and practicing of the mind with effort, patient endurance, having sila as, found, as the foundation, having dana support us, having samadhi arise in the mind, and wisdom to destroy ignorance, to destroy intoxication. So may you all set your hearts on this. May you grow in blessings. <laughs>